This is not an episode you want to miss. Me and Donnie argue again. I think that you went from one extreme to the other. I believe that what Dave Ramsey teaches is valuable but incomplete. Oh my God, Dave Ramsey, I don't want to read this. I think he's done a marvelous job of zeroing in on an audience and teaching them his philosophy, and I think his philosophy is right for that particular audience. Dave Ramsey has built this cult-like community, and if you go into his community and you say, oh no, because credit is good, they're attacking you. Credit is not good, it's never good. You should live like a nomad and blah, 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 blah. How long does it take people to figure out that these pieces of plastic called credit cards are not there for you? How long does it take to figure out that, oh, here's Bank of America. Let's do an on-air plastic surgery right now. We're just going to start chopping up cards. Just Bank go. of America. That's two good things to get rid of. Credit card and Bank of America. Both stupid. Dave Ramsey's information is flat out incomplete. You get out of debt, but you're not going to build any wealth with that advice. It's a trillion dollars of you buying crap you can't afford with money you don't have to impress people you don't even really like. Maybe you should stop that. You're gonna fully understand why Dave Ramsey is not teaching you how to build wealth. I find it highly offensive that everybody in the room knew who Dave Ramsey was. Nobody knows who John Hope Bryan is. He's not teaching how to leverage real estate and exactly what you need to do, like Robert Kiyosaki. He's not is teaching grass level. He ain't teaching black people, that's for damn sure. That's not his yes. target audience. These educators that you're looking up to with this information, for the most part, guess where they got their information from? A book. There are like secrets in these books that will lie there until you pick up the book. The sad part is we're just never going to pick up the book. Live in the episode, we found a hack that is going to change your life and it's right on your cell phone. Have to pay attention to this element of the podcast. That's it. I'm shutting it down right now. Good morning, you all. Welcome. Our live audience is here. Uh, excited to put on a show for you all today. I don't know. I kind of have an idea based on what we were talking about. But how was your week? Give me something amazing. How are you feeling? How's your mental? How's your emotional? <sighs> My week is amazing. Uh, mentally, I'm doing very well. You know what? It's amazing what happens when you just change your environment. Mm. Like when you start getting into an environment where you feel complacent or stagnant, um, you feel unproductive, which is what, you know, I have been saying that I felt in my last home. Like it's just like every time I walk in, I don't feel creative. I feel like I just want to lay down and scroll social media. And since I've made my move over the last three, maybe four weeks, like I have been – I made more money this month than I have all year. Good. Uh, well, not. That up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> not more money this month than I have all year. This is my highest revenue generating month How much was of it? the year. Doesn't matter. A um, little bit though, for context. No, no, doesn't matter. I I definitely like. It's like I'm back. I came back. You know what I mean. So mentally, I'm feeling amazing. Emotionally, everything is on track. Um. I got booked last night to do a VIP day with one of my mentees in Bermuda. Mm. So I'm going to Bermuda in December. I'm super excited about that. How much was it? How much is a VIP day? It's a fee. 
I'm somebody else might want to book that. Somebody else might. If they are a member of the actionable CEO community, they get a discount. Text, text me how much it is. Okay. Seriously. No, because you're just going to I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm not going like, to say it out loud. I don't date I would, pricing. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say it out loud, but I mean, I want to do some VIP days. You should. Absolutely. Text do me so. how much I'll, you charge and how much your discount I'll, I'll sh- help you structure it. How about that? No. Even better. I, I just want a number. I think that you should uh, offer VIP days. At a discounted rate to morning meetup mm-hmm. and then offer them like I'm about to offer them to the public, but actionable CEO gets them at a significantly lesser rate. Also bringing me to like clarity. Like I just wake up in the morning and I feel so clear. Like I, I you know, like I, I struggled to get things done last year really, really badly. Um, and I'm just knocking stuff off the to do list, working very productive meetings with the team. We know where the brand is growing and going. I have time to think beyond my clients, um, but my clients are winning right now. Like we're having extremely um, amazing results across the board with my clients. I'm super excited. Just uh, got an update from a client who was in my mastermind that I got started and uh, gave her her framework. She just crossed over a million dollars in her business. She does a an adult uh, daycare facility, kind of like the home health care, but it's just a drop-in mm-hmm. for adults who need to be supervised. And so she just crossed over a million dollars. I think she's going to finish off around 1.3 this year. So things are amazing right good, now. Good. Mm-hmm. Still don't have no man, though. Dating, though, yes. Am I dating? I'm asking. Hmm. I've gone out. Okay. Yeah. Why is it yep. so secretive for women? It's like, yo, are you seeing people? Are you trying to find friends or not? I am right now with my personal life uh, in dating. There is, uh, I'm, I'm open. Like, I'm open and I have time. Like, I didn't even want to date months ago, for real. Like, you know, I get into this, mm, I'm not even going to say that, but I didn't want to date some months ago. And now it's like, I want to date and I want to date with a plan, with a purpose. And so I'm being very, you know, selective and taking my time. And um, I've been dating, you know, people who are amazing. <laughs> yeah, you're dancing so bad right now. It's just, like, <laughs> I, just watch your words. I ain't mad at that. I've been dating, Good. you know, I mean, and, you know, it just. Just out here having fun with yeah. a purpose, you know what I mean? Good, Not good. taking things so seriously, but being serious. Yeah. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Okay. What about you? How's your mental, emotional, financial? How much money did you make this month? I thought you'd never ask. Mm. It's like, I don't know. You don't know? I'll wait till uh, I have my meeting with my bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you just financial don't know team. how much money you make? It, it's, money comes in every day. Yeah, for me too, but I, I have a good idea on a pulse of how much money I've made this month. I'll know at the end of the month. Well, mm-hmm. I could say a number, but I'd be lying. So everything doesn't calculate through your QuickBooks? Well, I have multiple accounts. I have multiple QuickBooks. And so we consolidate all of Making money isn't important. What's important is how much we net at the end of the month. For sure. How much? So, are you, how much okay, so you don't know how much you're going to net. Correct. I understood. Correct. So, but how much did you bring in? 
I don't know. I mean, how much did you bring in? Have, and something probably hit this morning that I didn't calculate. So well, I can't. Well, as of yesterday, how much money did you? I don't make? look at it like that. Hmm. I look at it, but <laughs> I don't care like that. But I do. I have I have multiple QuickBooks accounts for each company, mm-hmm. and then uh, my bookkeeper puts it on a report for each company. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't look at you every do monthly meetings now. with your bookkeeper. Yeah, ideally, man, we we sometimes we fall behind and let it be forty five days, whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, we, we we try to schedule every single month because I need to know what's happening. Yeah, I get a monthly report, mm-hmm. and you know my stuff is pretty simple. But I get a monthly report, and we do more of a quarterly meeting. If things are moving heavily and I'm spending a lot of money, then we'll meet kind of bi monthly. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, quarterly. With the monthly report. I got she sends me this cute little loom video explaining everything. She knows mm-hmm. what my questions are now. Like she knows, like, hey Donnie, this is what you're looking for, and we keep it moving. Cause I be hating all these meetings and stuff. And I get extremely anxious over meetings about money, about my money specifically. And seeing like, you know, things that I've I've spent and, you know, it's like we're ordering new client gifts and they call me and tell me how much it's going to be. I'm like, Oh yeah, here's my card. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, Oh, I want some stuff, custom stuff for actionable CEO. And it's like, Oh yeah, here's my card. And then I want this. And it's like, Oh yeah, here's my card. And then you meet, you get the monthly report from the bookkeeper. And it's like, give me my card back. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, yeah. Yeah. We, we have, we have to talk on a regular basis and we talk throughout the month too, because sometimes, so there's like a, a section called like ask your accountant, where it's it's hard to classify what it is. So if I can I can use my card today on something, mm-hmm. and it doesn't automatically recognize what this is for. For sure. So I've yeah. explained it. If we don't, it and I've been through this where I don't talk to whoever's handling my money for the quarter, and there's a laundry list of stuff that I got to oh remember my God. for ninety days ago. Listen, and it takes so long. I did that from twenty twenty to twenty twenty one. I think was. It took forever to try to go out there yeah. and reclassify all those transactions. Yeah. Um, so I may, I'm I'm really good now at documenting, you know, what stuff is in the app, and yeah. because that's the worst. And then you just start saying whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, listen, man, y'all prepare wherever you are financially or like in your business. You need to be able to get a handle on that now because once it grows it becomes almost impossible to get a handle on it. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, a, a mentor of mine, um, he had a meeting with a very well-known billionaire because he used to work, he worked for a billionaire and he kind of went off to do his own thing. And then this other uh, billionaire called him and was like, yo, we need a, a CFO to come look at the books. He came and looked at the books. He was like, yo, it's an absolute mess. You think somebody that's running a billion dollar company or worth a billion dollars has the best finance, but there's levels to that too. So it's the more you have, the, and he says this all the time. Shouts out to my man Tony. He said, um, uh, money hides all sins. Money hides all sins. Break that down. Meaning the more money you make, it hides the issues that you have with your books. It hides the issues that you have with spending. It can hide because you have so much coming in. It doesn't matter if you have bad spending habits or some things are slightly out of order, but because you make so much money, it's like, Oh, I'm good. And it hides all of the things that, um, that could potentially like cripple your company 
But if you're good at bringing in money, it just hides all this foundational stuff that you don't you don't have together. Mm. So yeah. I don't know that I like that money hides all sins. I mean, Maybe not, it hides. Uh, for, for for this particular parable. For this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, just, you know, you got to clarify because. He's talking financial yeah. terms. Yeah. Mm. So the, the actual habits or a health of the company mm-hmm. or the things that the company like overspending. If yeah. you're making more money, it hides that. Yeah. I mean, and, and there are levels. There are levels. You know, for some entrepreneurs, it could be that. Five dot that that extra Starbucks stop that you're making every mm-hmm. single day, or you're treating your team to lunch every single week or every single day, all these snacks and oh, you know all kinds of stuff. And then for others, it could be the company vehicle for this person, the pay raise for that person, the bonus for this person, the increase in salary here, and you know we're training in uh, Brazil instead of Baltimore. It there are levels to it, and literally it can get to the point if you're not watching your money on some type of schedule that one day you're going to look up and be completely overwhelmed, even if you have made a lot of money, because at the end of the day, the government requires you to account for every dollar. A hundred percent. Which leads me to my next point. So in the morning meetup, we are reading uh, total money makeover by Dave Ramsey. And I mean, I, first off, I love our community. And when we decided to read this book, there were some people that was like, oh, my gosh, Dave Ramsey, I don't want to read this. But, okay, let me get the mic. Let me get the mic so we can have a conversation from one of the people that I, that I sounded like just now. And I'm like, I don't agree with Dave Ramsey. And Okay, I, I, w- I, would, I would love to hear uh, Nella's perspective. Let's do this. Let's little mini hot seat real quick. Oh, great. Let's do this. Okay, when we when we announced the book, your thoughts mm-hmm. were? Um, so when we originally had the conversation about having the reading the book, I was like, my first my first initial thought was people are going to be livid. Mm-hmm. People so there's gonna be people that are not gonna be happy that we're re- reading Dave Ramsey and that this is gonna be the but book. Why? Why would you say that? Um, one, because I know a lot of people feel that Dave Ramsey, um, preys on our, our community, Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to his, his, um, theology in money. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also because a lot of times people feel like that's just what he teaches is like the base level of, of financial, uh, literacy. Yeah. And it just keeps you at one place. It doesn't mm. necessarily teaches teach you how to like we were saying earlier. Um, he is very he has a very strong belief in there's no such thing as good debt. Mm-hmm. And but when you look at people who have built their wealth over time, mm-hmm. you have to get a mortgage for a for properties and things of that nature. You have yeah. to, but it's how you handle that debt yeah. that makes it good or bad. Um, And so I think a lot of people just feel his teachings are not necessarily, and I feel this way too, they're not necessarily um, uh, very, what's the word I'm looking for? In depth. Um, And it's just kind of a surface level of, of finances. Like maybe a college student could, could benefit from it of Mm. how to manage their money. But when it comes to entrepreneurs and when it comes to look, we in the, in the adult world now, it's kind of a, a, a finance 101. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, you have any debt? I do. How much you think? 
Um, me solely, me solely, I have maybe about eight hundred dollars debt. Eight hundred dollars in debt? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. You you own no, your car? I don't have a car. You don't have a car. I'm actually oh. about to go get one after. Oh, work! Right. Congratulations. Thank First you. off, okay. You buying it cash or? We finance. more that depends. I have to test drive a couple cars. Got it. Um, so it depends on the car that I pick, but I might buy it in cash. Might not. Gotcha. No credit card debt, or um, the eight hundred dollars is a credit card. It's credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Okay. No student loans. Okay. I cool. paid my college all cash. Gotcha. So, yo, know, first off, you're somewhat living by his philosophy anyway. So his whole thing, well, not his whole thing. I want to give him credit. Is he's like, yo, get out of debt. Stop putting stuff on credit cards, and there's no good debt, right? You should pay your house off because there's no good debt. Does anybody agree? No one agrees? I think that it's a fact before. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. I think that it's a fact of, for me, when it comes to my debt, like if I take debt on, because I've been that person where I just spend, spend, spend using my credit card and I don't have the money to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. Like when I was in college, that's I lived off of my credit cards. Let me ask you, not college. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s still doing that? Plenty of people. Plenty of people. Plenty of people. You don't have to raise your hand, but just feel guilty <laughs> if you have Keep credit card debt yourself right now. So... It just it 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 just it amazes me that how so many people that are not in a favorable financial situation are so critical of someone who's teaching you how to get out of your bad financial situation. And I think it may feel like he's preying on our community, but our community needs to hear that you need to stop getting in debt. You shouldn't use your credit card for gas. You shouldn't. You should, like, he's saying, don't go out to eat all the time. Just stay home and cook and live below your means for a little bit. Now, for an entrepreneur, it may or may not work. But for that particular level, we we say that that's preying on our community. But the people in our community are saying, yo, go get into debt and finance this thing for some education. And we're like, yo, let's do it. But that's not preying on our community. Our community says, yo, buy courses on a credit card that you're never going to watch. But we don't look at it as preying on our community. And I don't think it is. But it's a little unfair for him that's giving good information for the average person. You don't have to follow every single step, but my brother started it and he got out of debt. I'd rather he be doing that than than being in debt. So I think he's bringing awareness to finance. So I want to hear Donnie's perspective. I think that you went from one extreme to the other in terms of going from Dave Ramsey, who promotes no debt, to these Internet people trying to sell courses, saying get in debt, get in debt. But I'm saying she's saying preying on the community, but I'm saying we don't look at that as preying on the community. Well, that's not terminology that I that I use, but I but I don't think that we don't look at that as preying on our community. I think it's very clear that people who are saying buy this stuff and get in this overwhelming debt just to help me make money, I think it's very clear and a general consensus that these people are preying on the community. Um, With Dave Ramsey, what I, uh, what I, what I wish he didn't do was speak in absolutes. Mm -hmm. 
meaning all debt is bad debt or all of something is bad, all of something is good. Speaking in absolutes is very dangerous because when you build a certain level of influence, you have people who hang on to your every single word and they're taking this for the gospel. I believe that what Dave Ramsey teaches is valuable but incomplete. Okay. So I have clients. My clients, the Hartzogs, used Dave Ramsey's method to completely get out of debt, right? Um, and when they came to me, they were completely out of debt, but they didn't really have a good grasp on making real money. And so we're talking about valuable but incomplete now. So we're teaching people about not using money for, you know, and saying debt is bad, 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 bad. But if we didn't leverage some debt, they wouldn't be seven-figure income earners today, exactly. right? So, again, valuable but incomplete. I think it's important. So I And, you know, it gets to the point sometimes where you just don't have time to teach every single piece of a thing. So you just pick the points that you want to teach. Um, and he talks about, I love his method on paying off debt. I, too, believe that uh, you should not be leveraging debt if you don't have any money to pay it back with, right? But I know that there is an there are some educators out there that teach you how to leverage debt in a healthy way, and good debt is amazing. Um, we hear it when we're talking about uh, high-level millionaires and billionaires. None of them did that. None of them became that without leveraging debt. So I think when we're talking about preying on the community, um, we're teaching you no debt, no debt, no debt, no debt, no debt. But at the same time with that mindset, there's no wealth, no wealth, no wealth, no wealth, no wealth. You're living a life where you're surviving, but now where comes the instruction on how to actually generate wealth? Dave Ramsey cannot tell me that he doesn't have one credit card in his pocket, but he teaches no credit cards. Right. Okay. So your stance is you should leverage debt. My stance is you should educate. My stance is that Dave Ramsey's information is valuable but incomplete. Name somebody who gives valuable and complete information. Well, there probably isn't anybody who we're talking about in this parable for for the sake of this no, conversation. No, but I'm saying you're, you're saying you're saying his information. We don't like his information so, because it's no, valuable but incomplete. I didn't say I didn't like his information. What I'm but, saying is, so Dave Ramsey has built this cult-like community. Mm -hmm. And if you go into his community and you say, oh, no, because credit is good, they're attacking you. Credit is not good. It's never good. You should live mm -hmm. like a nomad and blah, 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 blah. And there should be some continued education. Um, I know financial advisors who instruct, like, Credit is amazing, but here are the prerequisites to qualify for this good debt. This is the place that you should be in to qualify for this good debt. They don't have the platform that a Dave Ramsey has. And even if I mentioned their name today, nobody would know where they are, who they are, and how to find them. So I don't know um, off the top of my head someone who teaches it like from a complete perspective. But I do know people who teach how to leverage credit or debt in a healthy way um, to, to build wealth and part of their teachings is, but this is not for you if you hadn't first met these particular prerequisites. I mean, think about it. Like without leveraging debt, which again, he speaks in absolutes, no debt. How do you become a real estate investor? 
Well, this here's my point. I think he's done a marvelous job of zeroing in on an audience and teaching them his philosophy. And I think his philosophy is right for that particular audience. Mm -hmm. So I would rather have someone thinking, okay, I, I don't want to do that. I just want to like at least get to zero where I don't, I don't have any debt. I'm not below the line. I understand my buying habits. Mm -hmm. And that is his audience. The reason people are raving fans of that is because there's a lot of people who didn't know how dangerous a credit card could be in the hands of a child. I agree. So he's teaching people, okay, no debt. Debt is terrible. Stay away from the debt. And then in their mind, they're like, oh, I got to stay away from this debt. And they start to change their lives for the better by understanding financial principles. Yeah. but That takes that audience... Mm -hmm. from step A to step B. Sure. Now, when somebody else comes along, Hartzogs, where they said, oh, I, I'm at step B now and I'm still afraid of debt. Now you can educate that person and say, okay, well, do you want to build wealth? We're under the assumption, maybe because we live in Atlanta, that everybody in the world wants to be entrepreneurs or everybody's trying to uh, build a billion-dollar portfolio or everybody's trying to make millions. And that's not the case. Some people could live a very content life mm -hmm. with not having the desire for all these flashy things. Mm -hmm. I don't add no debt. The money that I make, I can do it for, you know, I have a plan for my vacation, leisure, all that kind of stuff. And I would imagine that his group, the people that like really look at him as gospel mm -hmm. are in a better financial situation than maybe even some of us entrepreneurs that are teaching people to go out and get it and grind. And it's going to work for a few people mm -hmm. for sure. It's going to work for some people, but there are people who mismanage the debt mm -hmm. or they don't, they don't do it right. So we just tell people, okay, this is how you leverage. You take a loan from the bank, you get a car and you rent it out. That's where we go with it. But nobody's telling somebody, all right, well, let's look at, the five-year lifespan of a car. Let's let's spend this amount of your money on investments. Nobody gives valuable and complete information. No, but that still doesn't negate from the fact that Dave Ramsey's information is valuable but incomplete. I understand it, but you are saying yeah. it as that's the defense for why we shouldn't listen to him. Well, you asked me my opinion. Yeah. And so I'm here to argue with you. This is this is my opinion. My opinion is that his information is valuable but incomplete. My opinion is that if you are sold out, if you're only introduced to his information, um, it is true that not everybody wants to build wealth. Not everybody cares about that. There's a significant population of people who are completely fine being minimalist. They are not thinking about leaving any type of legacy. They're not thinking about an inheritance. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that person who says, you know what, I want to have children. And when I die, I want to leave, I, I want to leave them nothing so they can figure it out on their own. I don't know, um, anybody like that. There could be some people like that, but I, I do wish that his information was just a little bit more well-rounded and because, because of the population that I represent people who actually desire to build something beyond their lifestyle, people who actually desire to leave inheritance for, inheritances for their children, people who actually desire to send their kids to college, to purchase a home, to have a vehicle, to have these things. And they are potentially living very modest, financially modest lifestyles. 
I wish the information were just a little bit more well-rounded um, or at least like some references like, okay, here's where you are. Once you've gotten out of debt, now you should go and probably plug into this community. I don't teach it here, but you can get it there. Right. I think, I think that's a bad branding move for him though. Well, you're right. I, I don't disagree with anything that you've said. I believe that Dave Ramsey gives incredibly valuable information. I do. But then my question comes in like, okay, if we're debt free, if we were, if I were debt free, I would not be financially who I am today. I would not have been able to do it without, honestly, no. I mean, there's, there hasn't been a time in my life that I've been debt free, like no money. Mm -hmm. Where do you live? What do you drive? Yeah. But I, I, I I think his ministry is to say, let's pay off that house. Let's pay off that car as soon as possible. Now mm -hmm. I have debt on my house. Mm -hmm. I have debt on my car. I do have a, I do have one car that's paid off and one that's like halfway paid off and I'm not paying off my student loan. Okay. I'm going to pay that little 200 something dollars every month. And I only owe like maybe like $18,000, something like that. So I'm, I'm keeping it. So I'm, I'm not saying that I'm living by his philosophy 100% because I know what I can do with cash. Mm -hmm. But if there has to be a wide net thrown out there for a group of people who are in, okay, how many people got credit card debt right now? So how many people, okay, and this credit card debt is personal debt. It's not business debt. Raise your hand. You got personal credit card debt. So... I think there needs to be somebody that's telling you, yo, stop, don't, don't buy that furniture on your credit card and start paying those monthly notes. I agree with that. That's not my argument. I'm not saying that people should not be educated financially. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that somebody should be saying, here's how you use debt responsibly. Here is how you use debt so that you can live a standard of life in the United States where the average Income is so little that it can't afford. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th. Two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. 
And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal or at the average cost of a home now which is almost mm-hmm. half a million dollars right um you should use i have credit card debt today I also pay my credit card balances. I also have the cash to pay my credit card balances off in full. So I don't carry credit card debt. But as soon as I swipe the card, now I'm in debt, whether it's $300, $3,000, or $30,000. But I was taught responsibly. There was a time where I did not know anything about credit, did not know how to leverage it. Uh, the major- the The most financial education I had was how to calculate credits and debits in my check register, check account register. That was the most financial education that I had. Nobody told me what percentage of money to save is just save. If you could just save $5 out of every check, you'll have blah, blah, blah. And I did that. And I went broke doing that, right? Because there was no way for me to ever get my head above water. Then I was introduced to personal credit cards. I was introduced to personal personal credit cards without any information, without any education. And it was like, now I have access to this extra money that I can just use. And in my mind, I thought I can pay it back. But when nobody connects the dots for you to say, well, your paycheck isn't even as much as this limit that they give you, then that's when you start building debt. I wish someone had told me, and I just heard that financial education is going to be a requirement in 2025 in schools. Um, I wish some. I wish we had that as a requirement when I was in school. So I ruined my credit. And you know what I had? The Dave Ramsey philosophy. Studied him. Okay, I'm going to snowball this money. I'm saving money in my envelopes. And, you know, I'm snowballing, meaning paying off the smallest debt, no matter how high the interest rate was on it, pay off the smallest debt to get 
then use that and, and pay off the next one and the next one, next one until everything's paid off. And I got to the point where everything is paid off and I feel good. But my life is still not changing. I am still struggling. I've paid off all this debt. And these are also some people who are choosing, like, I can pay this debt or I can pay this electricity bill in full without an arrangement. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, I get more credit. What do I do? Because I still don't have the information. I know how to pay down the debt, but I don't know how to use the credit. And the only time my life seems to be changing is when I'm, Using the credit, I convinced myself that I'm going to live this cash-only lifestyle, and I am not going to, if I can't pay for it in cash, I'm not going to get it. And I did that for years. For years, I started every single business I've ever started with cash. I multiplied the business with debt. And that didn't start for me until about maybe even four years ago. I was building my business incrementally only with the cash because I understood Dave's philosophy um, and I just understood my own experience. But then I, I met someone who started to educate me about, no, credit's not bad. Your understanding of credit is what's bad. Your understanding of money is what's bad. Let me reframe your understanding and teach you how to use it. And I remember getting the first credit card and it was like a $5,000 balance. And I called them and was like, can you reduce my balance to $1,500? Because I was so afraid of having that much debt on credit. And I'm using it and I'm using it and I'm seeing these points add up. And I'm like, I get to use points to do this? You mean I can actually save money on travel? I can save money on groceries and gas? You mean I should actually be buying my gas on credit? I should actually have my Netflix bill on credit because there are rewards that a debt, a, a having debt actually gives you if somebody educates you. And we need more people educating. Well, I, so I think that Dave is educating more people than many of us, even the people that you all look up to as entrepreneurs. And I think everybody has their place. So I don't, I don't think anything he's teaching is wrong. Mm. It depends on the person. So yeah. I, as a, I think maybe eight years old, I'm telling my daughter, you know, cause like they'll, they'll see stuff on TV and music. Sex is bad. Yeah. It's terrible. Like we can't, it's a bad thing. Right now, by the time she gets older, it'll be a different message. But do I tell her, all right, sex is bad. However, when you find the right person in it, it hit you find the right person. Y'all got like a chemistry that joint's lit, but don't do it right now because you can't teach a child everything you're going to teach them as an adult. And most people are financial children. They just I don't. Under, I I rat. I'm so glad my brother. Here's what's crazy. I went through. My brother went through the whole Dave Ramsey's course and you know paying down his debt and all that kind of stuff. Now, I'm getting. He's getting to a point where he wants to build out his his, his business doing HVAC. And I'm like, yo, you need to get, he's like, I'm gonna get a truck. and I'm gonna buy one used. I'm like, bro, don't buy a used. Get like a new truck. That's good. Like it, because you might spend more money fixing it up and all that kind of stuff. Let's get a new truck, get a little, it ain't gonna be a whole lot every month, but you can make the money on that. It looks clean. It looks, you know what I mean? Like we could wrap this joint. It'd be dope. And we go back and forth on this fight. And he's like, I'm not trying to get out of debt. I'm trying to get, I'm, I just got out of debt. I'm not getting in debt. Nothing. I got the cash. I'm going to buy something cash. I'm like, don't buy cash. 
we buys the truck cash. And uh, I help, and I told him if he gets a truck, because I'm like, if you're going to get the truck and you're going to build your business, I will pay to get it wrapped. I'll, I'll pay to get it, you know, done. So he, he sends me a picture. Yo, I just bought this truck, bought it cash. Let's get it wrapped. And I'm looking at it like, bro, this joint is not. I don't know if we should wrap that. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's not wrappable? He said, nah. He said, nah, it's going to be fine, bro. I'm telling you. He's like, all right, cool. Forget the wrap. I'll just, he said, you just get it painted. So they, I guess they kind of knock out the dents or whatever, and they paint it. I look at it. I said, ooh, it looks good. He said, all right, so it's painted, and I'm going to put some stickers on it. You know what I mean? Like the little decals. And I thought to myself, I am so glad he went through that course because at least he's being more careful with his financial future, and he's not all in like me. I'm, go get the truck. Let's go. We'll rat. I did it with that van. I just bought it. And I'm in debt. Okay? You know what I mean? But the fact that he's going through his own journey and that thing is working for him, my challenge with, like, as when I talk about the book and I talk to people who I know are not in my situation, your situation, or Dave Ramsey's situation, they're saying, oh, Dave Ramsey is this. and that. You need to read that book. I'm reading the book because there are some things that you are going to get from it. But if we go into it with a closed mind based on what we think some other high-level entrepreneur said about Dave Ramsey, we are going to be lost. I'm looking for the gems in that book, too, even though I don't agree with everything. But I'm going in looking for stuff. There's some people that's going to read the book or listen to his podcast looking to debate. And that's dangerous. For sure. Well, and that's the thing. You are going in. I believe everybody should read the book. Um, I believe that when you are trying to have an understanding over most things, money included, that you should get a, a range of perspective. But I think that if you read Dave Ramsey's book, then you should also read John Hope Bryant's book. 100%. Um, we talked about who's a black person who's teaching the community differently. I believe that John Hope, John Hope Bryant has a great range of information he covers bad debt. He covers good debt. He covers capitalism. Um, he, ca he, he covers transitioning from a poor lifestyle into a wealthy lifestyle. He, you know, I, I think it's just a great range. But even though he's very popular, uh, anybody in here know who John Hope Bryan is? Raise your hand if you know who John Hope Bryan is. That's incredible. We've got, did you raise your hand? We've got one hand raised. Raise your hand if you know who is just you. Raise your hand if you know who Dave Ramsey is. Every single hand in the room has gone up. So somehow we've got to do a better job at elevating our leaders who are uh, creating a good, healthy, balanced perspective um, and educating in a way that we can still receive, we can still get out of debt, we can still build wealth. Um, so there is somebody who's teaching a total perspective that I don't even know he's why that's not teaching a total perspective. Oh, he is teaching At a total all. perspective. No, yeah. He's, he's, he's teaching a different perspective than Dave Ramsey for sure. In my opinion, and maybe it's based on where sure. I am. Yeah. It's, it's a great total perspective, but I'm not going to let you play with John Hope Bryan's name. Like I'm he's not. not doing an outstanding job in financial literacy. I did not say he's not doing a a great job, but he's not teaching the whole story. There's nobody that can. Mm -hmm. so, okay. So tell me well, what you, tell me of, what you learned maybe from, not, tell maybe me what you learned of, maybe not of the whole story. That's also an absolute, that's not good language to use. But I do think that John Hope Bryant gives an excellent understanding 
uh, about what it what even is capitalism. I think he also gives an excellent understanding like he has. I think there's. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. The book is called How the, How the Poor Affect Capitalism, something like that. Like, how do you fit into this whole equation most people don't know how we fit into the whole equation, sure. right? And I love that he takes that perspective to say, hey, poor people make the world money, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? And in teaching that, and it's, under, it's, it's just as important to understand 
that like there's there is an entity there's a group of people who want poor people to stay poor because it builds wealth for them there is also an entity of people who want us to believe certain things about debt because they don't ever want us to be on their level and that information is also important yes and first off i am a huge fan of john hobright we both are yeah but he is not teaching it's valuable but according to your standard, is still incomplete. Okay. He's not teaching what to do with your paycheck and all that kind of stuff like Dave Ramsey's teaching. He's not teaching what to do with the money in terms of investing in the market like Trap's teaching. He's not teaching how to leverage real estate and exactly what you need to do like Robert Kiyosaki. He's not teaching He's not teaching the stuff EYL's teaching. He's not is teaching grass Robert level. Is Robert Kiyosaki teaching this? I learned. I, I he learned. ain't teaching black people. That's for damn sure. That's not his yes. target audience. No, we're I reading learned, his but information. We can't, we can't say that either because I learned. I learned very valuable lessons from he, Robert Kiyosaki. Right. <laughs> like he said, I, I'm saying I'm a black person, and I learned from Robert. Ki have y'all well, ever read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Everybody. So everybody has in this room is a nobody, black person. Everybody's read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Somebody who has who has spoken very vocally about who his audience is and who his audience isn't, which means that if he's identified a certain group of people not being his audience, then he's written information in there for us to not be able to leverage in a certain way. Everybody knows who that guy is. Nobody knows who John Hope Bryan is. And That's all not, of the and there's a significant number of people outside of this room that don't know who a, a Wall Street trapper is, but they know the guy who's wearing the bow tie with the suit, who's teaching Walt, who's teaching stock tips that don't want us in the stock market, right? I think that there's no right or wrong here. Does Dave Ramsey have great information? Yes, he does. Does John Hoop Bryant have it too? Yes, he does. But I think what we should be teaching people, regardless of the semantics of good debt, bad debt, is get a good understanding. Like, get into communities where you can diversify your information because one person's perspective is never going to have all of the information. And they're basing it off of whatever. We don't know what the motives are. We don't know what the experiences are. We don't know what the understanding is. We have to do a good job of getting out there and reading a Dave Ramsey book to even, but but also reading John Hope Bryan and also picking up traps information and also learning from this person and this person, so we can decide. We can actually look at it and say, okay, this even sounds like good information. Let me try it. Prove that it works. Let me try it. Prove that it doesn't work. And you take a piece of this and a piece of that and a piece of this, sure. and you put it together. Yes, that is my whole point. You round you round you rounded it out perfectly. That we have to go into gathering information to find out what we can get from it. And again, the only reason I'm having this conversation is because when I say, when I say Dave Ramsey, us in our community, we like turn our nose up at it. But I think it's not because of the information. It's because of the person that you're looking to, the person that's saying it, right? High-level entrepreneurs, I am a firm believer you should not use credit cards. I use a credit card every day. I don't even use debt debit cards. But if I'm talking to an audience of people who have a job or somebody that's not like that that isn't financially responsible and understand it, cut that card, please. Because you know how to manage it. You're not responsible enough. So yes, Donnie, I think she rounded it out perfectly, saying we need to gather information from everybody. And uh 
I am not financially successful enough to dismiss someone who apparently got it right, um, whether it's John Holt Bryant or uh, Robert Kiyosaki or Trap or Ian Dunlap or EYL. So I love that. So then my question becomes, I know that you guys are reading this book. Um, what's the book that you're following that up with? What do you mean? In the meetup, we're talking about having a wide variety of information. I think it's responsible and important to follow it up with a different perspective. Okay. And then that opens up some great conversation. Yes. Nella, what's the next book we're reading? Use the mic, use the mic, use the mic. Next. Can I say it? Because yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Budgetista's new book. She's dropping. Love it. That's going to be the next book. Love it. So we have there. For one, there's no right or wrong follow-up. We could have followed it up with How to Win Friends and Influence People or Rich Dad, Poor Dad or John Hope Bryant's <laughs> book. Or we read a bunch of books throughout the year yeah. because we don't know what you need. And there's no way to give someone a 100% understanding mm -hmm. through information. Mm -hmm. you got to take a bit of what we're reading today and apply it to your life. And that's, that's the, where you learn. That's the part. Yes. That's the part. That's the part. That's the part. And honestly, what I noticed in David, he has this cult-like following. Mm -hmm. It'd be people, he has soldiers in his army yeah. that will fight his battles and his comments that ain't paying off a single piece of debt. They're not snowballing anything. <laughs> they just like the information because they're in debt. They don't know how to get out of debt. They're not making money to get out of the debt. They're not applying anything to the debt, but all they think now is debt is what got them here. No, your decisions got you there, 100%. right? And they're in there, uh, and, and we got to learn how to make better decisions. If I could say one thing as a result of this conversation, like that most people couldn't even sit here and have this conversation because they don't know enough about money, money habits, credit, debt, yeah. debt all that good stuff. And um, what you should be getting from this is like, wow. I really need to stay in the lane of being educated. 100%. Education is sexy. Education is cool. Education is the real freedom tool yeah. because you can only be as wealthy as, as the information, you know, you, you cannot out earn your understanding. And so now we got to get more understanding. Yeah. You're, give me, give me the book that had the greatest effect on you as an entrepreneur. Uh, the Secret. Secret. Mm -hmm. The Secret had the greatest effect on me, and I believe because it was the first, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like... It was the first book you had, like, cover to cover? No, no, it's not. I grew up reading books. I'm an avid book reader. Oh, mm -hmm. It's the first book that I read about personal development. Mm -hmm. Before that, I was an avid novel reader. I liked mystery books and romance novels and all that stuff, and... You know, that's why I have a great vocabulary because I read books and it doesn't matter what kind of books you read. They use great words and you start to learn them. All right. I mean, you know how to spell good. I do know how to spell well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but seriously, and I believe that's where I have reading books is where is what's allowed me to be able to tell stories that, you know, connect and you know how to take a reader or a listener through a story. But anyway. The Secret, because that was the first book that I read that was like, oh, wow, there's a whole other world that I didn't know about. And there are ways to access it in ways that I didn't even know about. Like before reading The Secret, I was hoping for a lot of things. 
wishing for a lot of things, asking for a bunch of incomplete thoughts. Mm -hmm. And the secret really allowed me to, number one, become unafraid in speaking my desires out loud, Mm -hmm. um, which has helped me significantly. Uh, It's also helped me become uh, very aware of my own personal power to make something happen. And I don't, I think a lot of people are where they are because they underestimate their personal power. Mm -hmm. And the secret really highlighted that for me. And it made it clear, like these visions that I was having were really aspirations and manifestations. Like these things that you lay in bed and you daydream about, it goes from a daydream into a manifestation. And that was the book that really lit a spark under me that said, um, it was how I was introduced to Bob Proctor who is one of my favorite belief coaches of all time. Um, but it but it made me believe in myself at a higher level. I don't think I ever not believed in myself, but it surely made me believe in myself at a higher level. And I was stuck on that book for like three years straight. I listened to it every day. Mm-hmm. I, I read the book, but I listened to the audio or let the uh, documentary play in the background for three years straight every single day. Good. And you've you've read, uh, I, I would imagine, dozens of, and dozens, maybe hundreds of books since then, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure you've gathered information. It's, it's so crazy, man, because there, there are like secrets in these books that will lie there until you pick up the book. The sad part is... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's never going to pick up the book. We're never going to pick up the book. So you ever read something, you're like, ooh, this was crazy. You would have never, if you didn't decide to pick up that book, you would have never found that. There are some books, there are some chapters, sentences, like a paragraph, a philosophy in in books that have changed my life. I forget 95% of the stuff in every single book because we read so many. But I take one gem from here, one gem from there, and it becomes you become a better storyteller, better communicator, and you're able to pull the thing that you read and bank it off of an experience, and it creates a philosophy. Mm-hmm. And this is how you become more prolific, and this is how you build stuff and get this mindset moving the way it should be. So I encourage everybody, man. I know it sounds so cliche, but reading is fundamental, man. I don't understand communities that are community, like educational communities that don't have a built-in, like, book club. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, how are you educating people? How are you getting people to believe in a in one idea without, like, some supporting documentation outside mm-hmm. of yourself? Mm-hmm. 
because most of the thoughts that we have are not new thoughts. There, There's information out there to support it. Um, but like they say, there's a saying that says, if you want to hide money from somebody, put, you know, put the information in a book. You want to hide the secrets from somebody, put the information in the book. And the answers really are in the books. And I think anybody who's building community um, in a way that is meant to educate and empower, you got to have your people reading books. You just, you just have to. And that's not even a perk. It's just a requirement. Like you have to have people reading books. I think, honestly, I think the most genius thing that we've done was we have a book club and we're all reading the same chapter, mm-hmm. but every single day we talk about what we read the night before. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a couple, it's one thing of gathering information is reading it. Um, another way of gathering information and almost cementing it a little bit is highlighting. Yep. Because this now stands out to you and you're doing another activity with the information that you read. So I'll read, I'll read something and I'll out loud be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Then I'll repeat it and then I'll highlight it. But every morning we talk about the chapter and this is our takeaways and we start having discussions around it. So um, even if you're not in actionable CEO or a morning meetup, you all, you and your friends need to have a book club and be ha- like engage with the information yeah. because Donnie's going to get a different perspective on the same chapter that I got. And we can like, we can have a conversation about it and it cements the information in our brain. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's so valuable. I can't stress it. We're just in this world of we'll tune into an Instagram live, but we're not going to read a book. We'll watch yeah. a video on YouTube, but we're not going to read a book. You'll be watching this podcast. We hope that you go get Dave Ramsey and John O'Brien's book and The Secret and en- engage with some information so you can at least join a conversation. Yeah, at least join the conversation, you guys. So the, the interesting thing is, People will sit on YouTube and scroll to de- for days oh, looking for, for information, sure. and then you got to challenge that information and know, you know, if what's right. And not to say that everything in written in books are right, but here, here is something: these educators that you're looking up to with this information, for the most part, guess where they got their information from? Mm-hmm. A book. Yeah. You can be on that level, on the level you're looking to get on, much faster if you would pick up a dang on book. Yeah. Right. Pick up the book and read the book and not only read the book, but to your point, talk about the book. Like sometimes it's even important to read a passage out loud. Like you'll say things sometimes and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And I repeat it back yeah. out loud because I need to process it more than the silent mental yeah. processing. You Sometimes you got to do that same thing in a book. And Dave likes to highlight in his book. I like to write notes in a journal mm. about my book. I write down the name of the book and I, I write something down. But another step for another step further than that, too, is in your conversation that you're having about these books and these pages. Don't don't try to be a speed reader because you're going to miss the details. You got to talk about the details of the book. But how does it apply to your life? How does it apply to you or how are you going to take that information and now apply it to your life? So there's like books like uh, one of my favorite business books is Traction. Mm-hmm. Love that book, right? You're reading the book and it's teaching you about um, the <laughs> entrepreneur's operating system. It's teaching you about putting together your organizational charts. And the average person is just going to read that page from page one to the end of the book. The better thing to do is to stop and say, oh, this is good. Let me go out and apply this real quick. And then you come back and you pick the book up. And, oh, let me stop here. Let me go apply this real quick. We're taking too long. The book is not exciting for you because 
you're not getting a result from it. The book is not exciting for you because you're just reading about somebody else's progresses and philosophies. If you stopped and actually executed and implemented that information, the book's going to be exciting. If you stopped and actually processed like, oh, we read uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And the book is a life-changing book. It, it, it doesn't even sound like a book that you would buy, right? One of the most powerful books. And it's about this guy who's an attorney. He is on this journey. He's very, very notable in his industry. And one day he has a heart attack in the courtroom. And he goes through these experiences this now to save his life and realizing, like, my whole purpose has been to chase accolades and money and get into the next level of status, well, when you hear him say that, that's when you stop and say, wait a minute, that kind of feels familiar. Mm -hmm. That's me. Hmm. He, at some point, reached the height of his career, had all the women that was success to him. He had all the women, all the money, all the cars, the lifestyle, but something terrible happened that he could have prevented. Let me check myself real quick. Let me change some habits. Let me shift some things. We got to get educated. Whether it's Dave Ramsey, John Hope Bryant, we mentioned Budgetista's book, um, we mentioned the secret, you know, whatever that is for you, whatever you believe, you got to base your belief on more information than the first information that you heard. So if Dave Ramsey is your first introduction to financial literacy, consider learning from somebody else. Google search who thinks differently. What financial educator thinks differently than Dave Ramsey? Go buy their book. Yo, I just um, I just thought about something and I, I was while you were talking I said to myself, we need to maybe spend 30 minutes or so reading every day. But that would be challenging. Like, think about your schedule. Challenging, right? But go, if you have an iPhone, what I want you to do is go to your settings. Let's do this together. Let's do it, let's do it as, a, as a community, okay? Let's go to settings. And mine's is in the second group. You see screen time? You see it? Okay. You see screen time? Everybody good? You got it? Okay. And then hit see all activity. And I just want y'all to, because that first one's probably Instagram, ain't it? Is it? Face, is it Instagram, TikTok? Which one? It's Instagram. Okay. Click Instagram, right? And what does that daily average say? Just shout it out. Hours. Huh? Okay, I, I understand. I understand. Don't somebody got defensive. Oh no, but it includes when I'm listening to pot. Okay, Instagram, Instagram. Yes. So you're not on it like that, maybe. Okay, but what does the number say? Six hours, seventeen minutes. What? Fifty-four minutes. Good. Good for you. Daily average. Daily average. Not today, because mine's is two minutes for today. Daily average. Three hours, 45 minutes. Nella? I don't care. What's the number? What's the number? Ten A daily average. Okay. Well, she's a social media manager, so I get it. But I'm looking at it, and I'm like, yo, this is insane, because that's the daily average. But Sunday was a lot higher. Wednesday was a lot higher, which means it goes up and down. Am I right? Y'all see the little bars? So, um, and this is this all happened while Donnie was uh, talking. At the bottom, it says limits. And I started looking at that thing. And I said, wow, this is incredible. 
And I just set a limit because mine's just three hours and 38 minutes on Instagram. I just set my limit to two hours. Now, I don't know how this operates, whether it's just running in the background or it's like it's actually on that front screen. But this was my decision to put some sort of some sort of gate or a, a cap on things that don't serve me. Instagram doesn't. And some of us may say, well, we do it for research, a percentage. <laughs> some of it. Y'all, you're not researching. You might convince yourself that you're researching on the shade room. Am I right? I don't follow the shade room. But I'll be going on that phase though. <laughs> I make myself feel better because I don't follow them, but it's still my level of entertainment. So my point is maybe we should hit some sort put some sort of limit on that social media app. And and I don't know. This is my this is my first time ever seeing this, so I'm trying it. And I'm what's I'm your daily average? Three hours and thirty-eight minutes. Mm. I'm thinking mm. I just I I scaled it down to, to what? Minus four hours and two minutes. It's not bad. We were around the same time, though. Yeah, but I, this is disgusting to me. Right, but I just I just set mine for... At first, I put one hour. I was like, ooh, I'm about to Dave Ramsey this thing. I'm going extreme. But then I moved up to two hours. I said... And I don't know. Is there going to be a... Uh, is there going to be a prompt that says, yo, you're at two hours? Well, I think what I'm going to do... And again, I just came up with this while Donnie was talking because I was inspired. But maybe... When I see that, that's a prompt to do something. That's a prompt to put on an audio book. That's a prompt to spend the next 20 minutes reading. Okay, what'd you set your limit to? Two hours. Okay, I'm doing it. Let's do it. Does that mean that, like, is this going to give me a alarm or something? I don't know. I just saw it today. Like, just now. I just saw it. Oh, it's going to sign me out? This is me learning in real time. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me, let me just... Let me close it real quick. Just make sure. <laughs> oh, is it running in the background? Let me close it. We don't know. I, Mike. Well, I, I don't, I don't listen. Okay, but you can customize the days. Out. And on Sunday, I'm a, I'm a gram. Okay. Okay. On Sundays, I'm a, I'm gonna give myself four hours. This is lit, yo. I'm telling you, I, I just saw that. So this whole conversation is um, helping me be a little more intentional, and I'm, I'm anxious to see how it operates. Yes. Uh, let's use the mic. Use the mic real quick. I'm anxious to be a part of this because I have an Android. Yeah. So I haven't been able to take part of this this entire time. There got to be a screen time on. Yeah, just somewhere. Google you just said, screen you, time. You said if you got an iPhone, everybody take it out. Every single body got an iPhone. I'm like, hey, man, you're making bad decisions yeah, so with your I, life, I, brother. I don't, I don't know, know what to do with that. I can't help that. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. <laughs> search. Do me a favor. Is there a search function Go on your phone? Go to settings. Uh-huh. Go to settings. Uh-huh. Right. And then go to, it says, do you have digital well-being and parental controls? Yes. Go there. Tap the menu icon. Tap the menu icon? Uh-huh. I mean, is this kind of how it works? Yeah, one hour. One hour, 10 minutes? Yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> she stopped advising him and everything she said <laughs> you got and, it you found and, it and, and maybe I, yeah i think so well maybe, so but maybe. then you got to toggle on daily so manage your oh. data then toggle on daily device usage and it's going to break it down for you there and, and oh wow okay some of you all's the major issue isn't instagram maybe it's youtube 
Maybe it's, it's porn. Too, Maybe it's Pornhub. How many? Okay, do they got an app? <laughs> Let me see. You would know. Don't act like y'all. Act like y'all know. Let me see if they got an app. Uh, porn so, apps. Maybe maybe yours is the oh, porn app. Oh, isn't um, OnlyFans is an app? OnlyFans. Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay, let's check your Only. You just gave it away, brother. I, yeah, I, you should have seen his face. As soon as he said OnlyFans, he was like, oh, "Dang." <laughs> dang. Turn the air on, please. Yeah. So I don't know what it is for you, but we've got to make sure. decisions to get the information. Otherwise, we'll be entertained our entire lives, and entertainment has a cost to it mm-hmm. even if it's free there's a cost system excuse me real quick do y'all know each other yeah. y'all together oh. oh okay i was listen i put two and two together and it's always four oh. i'm looking at the qt cups two and two ain't never not been four two you and two me? ain't ever not been four <laughs> i'm just you know y'all are intentionally sitting on opposite sides of the room uh, but they're both drinking out of qt cups oh, I want you. he over there keeping it real low-key right now uh, you put two and two together i put two and two together I'm, oh, I, I saw somebody else with that cup let me find one look around Listen, man. oh social, okay social but then when you, when you do stuff like that and you're intentionally sitting on opposite sides of the room yeah. it's like we're gonna go together but we ain't gonna go no. in together uh, Hey, listen to me, man. Listen mm-hmm. to me. Social, social proof podcast has a tendency. Y'all dating? To put people together. No, not dating. <laughs> Did you think y'all were dating? No. Okay. No, okay. All right. So, let, okay. Let me ask this question. No. <laughs> if after this he asks you, Ooh. like, yo, can we go? I, I like our relationship. I like to take you to dinner. What would be your answer? Yeah, one no no. It one no no. That's all we needed. I understand. It doesn't matter. That's the right answer. Yeah, okay. Would you ever ask her to dinner? Yeah, would you? No. Okay. No, okay. no, 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 no. I'm talking not, about dinner and a movie though. Not like, yo, I'm about to grab something, meet me. You wouldn't take it to a movie? Let me ask you this. Are you, don't you dating? Like movies? Are you single? Not your thing? Are you single? And y'all would go to dinner. I'll go to dinner. Y'all have been to dinner. Okay. I, hey, listen. Would y'all go to dinner? Hold on. Okay. Let me ask you. What did you wear to that dinner? Oh, get, yeah. Get her the mic. Give her the mic real quick. Give her the mic. Yeah. What did, what did you wear to that dinner? Um, so last night we went to dinner. I had, oh, last night. I had on leggings. Leggings. And a tank top and some slippers. Oh. <laughs> slippers. See, that, see, that's the problem. You ain't. Yeah, you know I mean, get something right. What you mean, slippers? Mean slippers? And t- no, no, you mean, do you mean flip flops or house shoes? No, nah, bro. Really, they were house shoes, and I, I was thinking oh, I was underdressed. You ain't concerned about being Come take on, snatched up a- at all, huh? I'm just working on my business. Yeah, that's, that's what they all say. Uh huh. So we had um, we had some amazing people here a couple of weeks ago who sat in this very same spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Stop biting they- your lip. Calm down. You're giving it away. It's all good. They were friends Goodness too. Gracious. They 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 knew each other. They were friends and they hang out too. <laughs> and they came back three weeks later and were an item. So you know, I'm just social proof. Not only teaches you business and gives you some financial and educational and uh, entrepreneurial social proof, but we are also proof that love does exist and connections yeah. can be made in this room. Whether 100%. you're looking for your next business partner or life partner, yeah. you can get it right here in social proof. Give them a round of applause, y'all. 
Y'all clapped it up too. Look at y'all. I'm not mad. He is blushing, yo. <laughs> Do you are, see bro. the rosy in his cheek? <laughs> she like, I knew you wanted me. I knew it. She over there kicking that foot like. I, hey, but I when y'all get together, you gotta to. you gotta start with them leggings and flip flops and all that though. You and no, it wasn't even flip flops. It was okay. slippers, yeah, and she said house shoes. shoes. Don't get too comfortable. Stay on, stay on your game. Stay on your game. Okay. Anyway, this is a good conversation. This was good. Yeah. This was good. Get your education together. Get your money together. Prioritize money. Make money and learning about your money. Yeah. Your priority. Any any questions? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do we have any questions? Any questions, comments? Um, Biggest takeaway from today? Anything you think we might argue about? No. I'm kind of ready to argue with somebody. Bree. <laughs> Me and Dottie got on the same page, so I couldn't really get it in. Love a good argument. <laughs> <laughs> Love a good debate. Um, this is about the Dave Ramsey book. Mm-hmm. Going back to that conversation. Um, as a profession, I do business funding. So I find it ironic that uh, there was a lot of pushback about the book saying no debt. But when I speak to a lot of people in the morning meetup and in, in the community at large, they generally don't like using other people's money or they have so many reservations about it or so much fear surrounding it. But then they're also fighting using using cash, but that's really what they're doing, mostly, that I'm running into. Um, they're using the money to start their business. They're using money to try to grow their business. And when I say, hey, you know, use other people's money so you can leverage that to grow faster, well, I'm afraid of being in debt. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay it back. Or they have a lot of reservations, but then at the same time, they're fighting the book. So I just find that, I found that very ironic, basically, and I didn't understand why there was so much pushback because as a professional, when I'm saying, hey, you know, get a business loan, get a business line of credit or get a business credit card, uh, they don't want to do it. So I, 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 to your point, I just I also found it ironic because I, I read Dave Ramsey's book um, many years ago. Yeah. So, But even some of those people, it's not like all those people are saying, I don't want to get a loan because I don't want to go into debt. They may have mounds of debt already. And some people some people don't want to leverage credit because they know how dangerous credit has been for them. So that's why they're not getting a loan. Or that's why they're not. So maybe there needs to be another conversation of, all right, let's get to the real root why, why you're afraid of debt. Because they may be up to the neck in debt, and that's the issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, several, not not their financial reasons, literacy saying, yeah. no, I'm going to pay everything off. They might have so much, and they're like, yo, me putting something else on top of this will kill me. Yeah, yeah. yeah those instances we do see, obviously, in the application. So we, we would know that. But there's also a sect of people who are saying, you know, my business is doing well right now, so I won't use other people's money. But then when it runs out, then they're like, hey, what can you do for me tomorrow? You can't get it. Then you, you, yeah. then you don't qualify. <laughs> So, yeah, we're not yeah. talking about the extreme, like Danny said, you know, but yeah. uh, like I, said, I just find it ironic about the book. Just a lot of people to say they don't um, want, they don't like the book, but then they're really following or need to follow what's in the book because they're not using the business, uh, other people's money anyway. 100%. Mm. 100%. And I will tell you that there are levels to financial literacy. Mm. And there's a level that me personally, I'm not on yet. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning, man. I mean, 
controlling spending and controlling investing. Sometimes I'm over leveraged in investments. So every time Terika calls me with an investment, it's always a hundred and something thousand dollars. She'll never call me for ten thousand. Oh yeah, like yeah, we about to invest in this joint. Take ten thousand. It's always like a hundred something. And my my philosophy is I um, I put the money out there. Because if it's in my account, I'm going to spend it. But when I have less money in my account, I get nervous. I tighten the belt a little bit, and I go make more money. So this is kind of something that I'm doing. But even how taxes are managed, and um, there, there's there's a bunch of things that me personally, I'm on a journey of learning. And I understand that sometimes the basic foundational principles, and they're like, yo, Dave, why are you such a big Capote Dave Ramsey? Even though I don't – I'm a I'm in a different situation. I know that some of my high level problems are some foundational issues that I need to learn. And I need to find what am I doing foundationally that I can fix. So I did not know that you were such an advocate for Dave Ramsey. I'm not an advocate. Kind of. Because that's what saved me when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory, just learning a few of these things. But then you get out here and you start making money and you start wilding. I wasn't wild. Oh my God! You were buying a Rolex every quarter. They're invested. They're investment pieces. Oh, they're investment pieces now. <laughs> Just yeah. last week, you yeah. said, "I don't really know if this is an investment the way yeah. it's supposed to be an investment." I shouldn't have. And yeah. that's the exact thing that I'm talking about. You leveraged Dave Ramsey. He helped you at a time, but as soon as you touched some money, you you're you were out of control. But I never went broke. You didn't However, go broke, but you same, had to keep making money. But also, also, I took five hundred thousand dollars and paid off this building. So that's just, a Dave Ramsey yeah, move. Yeah, that's that's cool, but you were also at Fendi and Louis Vuitton and yes. Gucci, like, daily at, yep. at a point. And doing, but every single month, I paid off every single one of my credit cards. I understand, but you had the credit cards. Yeah. And this is what I am talking about. Like, we got to, when we, when we have people in a cage to hear our information, as soon as we open the gate, there should be some direction. Um, but in that time of my life where I'm living by this debt-free philosophy, at that time yes, it worked of your me. life, carrying for, carry, I had to learn this foundational lesson first. Now that I am an entrepreneur and I understand how credit works, I'm still using some of those principles and some of those philosophies that I learned when I was like, yo, I got to get out of debt. I got to pay off these credit cards. I had all my credit cards on this whiteboard when I was in my one-bedroom apartment and I had the amount. And I had how much I, I I had to limit how much I owed and uh, and yeah the uh, the limit and how much I owed. So I would write that on my board as a reminder. And my objective was not even to pay them all off. I think I heard in Dave Ramsey's thing or somebody that talked about credit where you shouldn't be above twenty percent or thirty percent or whatever mm-hmm. something like that. Thirty percent. So my objective on this board. And I had to write down how much is how much do I need to pay to get to thirty percent. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna pay these off in this order. Okay, this one's under thirty. Now I'll start paying a minimum. This one's under thirty because I want to increase my credit. And then I started eliminating all of the debt. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, I can't get in more debt mm-hmm. to get out of this debt at that time. So I would work my shift at the Cheesecake Factory, take my cash. And my job would fund my business. So I'd buy some T-shirts. And then my next goal was to not take money from my job to buy T-shirts. If I have 100 and I sell them all for $20, $20, 
I got 2000. Let me take that whole 20,000 and invest it in a business so I can. And this is a journey. This is a constant journey of not just Dave Ramsey, not just Robert Kiyosaki, not just um, Susie Orman, not just watching C. I I used to turn on CNBC and just watch the little ticker. I the know ticker at that bottom. Meant. Didn't know what any of it meant. I was just watching. I felt But smarter. it was important. Yeah. We knew sure. that it was important for sure. It's a journey, man. It's definitely a journey. And we're still How y'all feel it. about the episode? Any other questions, feedback? Let us know in the comments, where are you yes. in your financial journey? Are you somebody who's team Dave Ramsey? Or are you understanding that debt is actually a positive tool if educated and used correctly? Yep. Let us know where you are. We want to know. We want to hear from you. Well, like, subscribe. Like Donnie said, please, please, please leave a comment. Do me a favor while y'all all right here. Pull out your phone. Go to YouTube. Leave a comment about this past Thursday's episode, whether you watched it or not. Okay. If you watched it, just comment what your thoughts were. If not, just be like, yo, this was amazing. Just put it in there. Okay. Yeah. So right now, as you're watching this episode, just put some comments just in there. Just go to the really other helps. episode. <laughs> we love y'all, man. Uh, make sure y'all follow, subscribe, uh, and we're going to continue to add value to your lives. Always, always, always. We are not stopping anytime soon and nope. neither should you. Facts. See Let's you next it. week. Peace. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.